0: Hello, if you're listening to this, that means you probably listened to the trailer and thought, yeah, sounds all right. And you didn't think it sounded like a load of bollocks. So hopefully I can deliver based on the expectations I've set. So anyway, I just wanted to do a little solo recording just to explain and elaborate a little bit more on the things I said In the little intro clip. If you hear dripping and water splashing, it's because I am recording from the bath. So the reason I'm recording from the bath is because I've been at work all day and I've got a podcast recording later with a lovely guest and I just wanted to relax. So I've got a nice glass of wine because I don't have the willpower to stick to dry January ever since somebody said... Why don't you just do damp January? And my mind was blown. And I just thought, why didn't I think of that? And also, we're in a fucking pandemic. Like, the world is on fire. It's mental. Everyone's losing their shit. Myself included. Why would I choose now not to drink? It's insane. And the thing is, I don't drink when I'm stressed or drink when, you know, when I have any sort of negative emotions, because that's when I have a negative outcome from drinking and it exacerbates my anxiety and all sorts. I mean, everybody's heard of beer fear and I definitely suffer from that. But I do like a drink because I like the taste of it and I instantly associate it with a day off the following day. And I think the older you get, the more you just like it to just release a bit of tension and this is not me promoting alcoholism or excessive drinking but everything in moderation and so i've got a nice glass of what i believe is chenin blanc i am not a wine connoisseur this was a free bottle that sam got from someone somewhere or other for some reason i never know where some of our alcohol comes from so anyway I am doing this podcast because, like I said in my intro, I rejoined the NHS last year, 2020. Worst timing ever had some personal things that were really exacerbating my anxiety. Now, these are going to come up in the podcast, and hopefully I've already made it quite clear what some of the discussion topics will be. Um, for anyone who didn't listen, I really want to talk about taboo -taboo subjects, such as fertility, career progression, compassion fatigue, moral injury, bullying, just anything, anything anybody wants to talk about, grief, loss, trauma. We will not be talking about any hospitals, any names, any patients, nothing like that. So there might be the odd anecdote, but nobody will be identifiable. Now, two reasons why I'm mentioning all of this. One, there is a lot of anxiety around recording this podcast. So I've been thinking about this for a long time. I'm talking a couple of years And what's always put me off is, as a nurse, it is absolutely drilled into us. You are accountable for your actions. You have to abide by your code of conduct. You can't do anything that is unprofessional, unethical. You have to always promote, you know, positive, healthy lifestyles, etc., etc. But it's more the fact of that accountability. As a professional, an individual, on a personal level as well, we cannot be seen to be doing anything unprofessional so even I think swearing is a bit of a touchy subject now FYI my partner works in the construction industry so in our house we use very colourful language so if you are listening to this with small children just bear in mind if I haven't already dropped the f-bomb which I probably have there is likely to be some colourful language in these podcasts all of the nurses slash most of the nurses are going to use an alias so they don't want to use their real name which is absolutely fine so just know that if you hear a name that is not who they are so don't go looking for them um there are going to be triggering topics like i say so if you feel like any of these topics may be triggering to your own mental health turn off because they are the, that is the key theme to this podcast is going to be mental health in the healthcare environment Now, obviously, being a nurse, I have initially opened up this podcast to nurses, but I'm hoping, depending how it goes and where it goes, that I will kind of open it up to to anyone and everybody, especially people in other areas of healthcare, because it's not me saying that anybody else's mental health is less valuable. It's just I can empathise and really relate to mental health struggles in nursing. So that is where I'm primarily going to focus on. So... give you a little bit of background about my career i kind of fell into nursing i met sam and his mum was a nurse and i just got a job as a temp as a receptionist i think i was 18 and i just had no idea what i wanted to do we'd just come back from working in ibiza i say that to make me sound really cool but i was only there for 10 days and after I think a year as a receptionist and with Sam and being around his mum who was a nurse and you know a few people that I worked with as well as Sue had said to me why don't you go into nursing you'd be a great nurse you, you know why don't you think about it and that was it it was never a career path I'd thought of and I think everybody always laughs because when people say oh what did you want to be I really really wanted to be a plumber and this is when I got on my high horse about feminism because. I was laughed at, I was mocked. It was like, oh my God, I don't know if you ever a that. i like, you'll be the only girl on the course. And back then, I know you can't see me, but I'm not looking very glamorous these days. But back then I think I looked all right and I was very girly with my hair extensions and my nails and my eyelashes. And I've got, you know, bleached blonde hair. And I think, yeah, I can see why people mocked me, but it's still frustrating because now I could just be this like loaded, really happy really niche plumbing business that specialises in getting women into that industry and getting women into trades and now I'm not I'm a nurse which I love and you know don't get me wrong but still I'm, I do always have a bit of a bitterness that I let myself be talked out of that so yada yada fast forward uni and um, I found myself newly qualified in a specialised intensive care unit which was absolutely mental and overwhelming and I've got a million stories from that time. I ended up being there for I think about three and a half years when i just completely burnt out. So Sam's dad had passed away under quite traumatic circumstances whilst I was on shift. My granddad was really unwell at the time as well, in and out of hospital while I was on shift and i couldn't do cpr it terrified me i would always make sure i'd run and do a different role in an arrest so when somebody has a heart attack you know obviously somebody has to look for signs of life start chest compressions call for help and we put a call out so even in hospital we have to call 2222 and put the call out and ask for help because there's been a cardiac arrest and i would for about a year just run and put the call out So I didn't have to do chest compressions because it terrified me. Because all I could see, you know, was traumatic experiences with loved ones. And it just, yeah, it just wore me down. There wasn't, um, or I didn't know about any sort of well-being support or counselling or anything like that so I just really burnt out emotionally and physically I've got degenerative disc disease in my lower spine which is basically just early onset arthritis I think so I get a lot of backache now but working in that environment and all the heavy lifting no matter how much training you have there are some things you just cannot avoid having your back in in an awkward position so I was suffering with a lot of pain as well and touch wood I am touching my bath board right now I don't take any pain relief um, and my back is a lot better, so I think that speaks volumes really. So I ended up in the private sector where it was almost too easy. Not easy, that's the wrong word. It wasn't easy. It was definitely a challenge, but nothing like the NHS. I don't think anything will ever challenge me like being a newly qualified nurse in intensive care, and I know there'll be a lot of people who can relate to that and relate to being newly qualified anywhere to be honest, especially in the current climate. I I have no idea how anyone newly qualified is coping at the moment. I just hope you all have really supportive teams and colleagues around you. Um, But roll forward four years and that takes us up to the start of last year, which I can't believe that it's been a year. And I was moving a house in that time me and Sam had broken up and got back together and I bought a new house, sold a new house, moved back into my old house, bought another new house and anyone that's bought a house or you know gone through that process it is insanely stressful as well as me and Sam were getting to know each other again and there was just so many things exacerbating my, my stress and I wasn't medicated and I was going through psychotherapy not long before that and yeah it, it all just got a bit overwhelming and I felt like I didn't have a purpose, why am I here? I'm not doing anything, I'm just auditing reports all day. I'm not, you know, why did I go into nursing to do this? And I definitely don't regret leaving my previous role. It it was a very good role though. I've taken a really big pay drop and I work more hours for less reward. And I say less reward, I mean, just a very different cultural environment which is kind of what I want to explore really as well throughout this podcast so I don't just want it to be all negative and moan 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 but I do want this to be a really safe space where people especially nurses can just come and vent under an alias under a false name tell me what's going on tell me about your journey tell me how you found you know the last year And although I don't want this all to be about COVID-19 and the pandemic, it it, you know, I can't, we can't avoid it. It can't be avoided. I think for all healthcare professionals and non-healthcare professionals, it is the most stressful time in a lot of people's lives. So it's bound to be talked about, FYI. But I'm sure you already expect that. But I'm just so interested in people's stories and people's journeys, like, how did you get there? Or how did you end up with that job? Or how did that happen? Or, I just find it so interesting. And and the same with, like, behavioural things. Like, why do we behave the way we do? Why do we have the values we have? Why do we make the decisions we make? And where does all of that come from? So I just want to kind of pick people apart a little bit and probe and, but have a chat and have a laugh at the same time, so not be so um, doom and gloom. So hopefully that's a bit of a background career wise. Hopefully I've given you a bit of a heads up regarding triggers and what to expect. Um, I will share a little bit now about my own mental health journey and just keep it a little bit short and sweet. So I know I've mentioned, you know, depression, anxiety, time off sick, therapy, medication, all that jazz. So I have depression and generalised anxiety disorder. Now, my anxiety can range from being anxious about trying to conceive, not conceiving. Could something be wrong? Am I ever going to start a family? So big worries too, there's a juicer in the garage. Why is there a juicer in the garage? We're never going to use a juicer. Why have we left that juicer in there? How can we get rid of this juicer? And I'll stay awake all night thinking, why do we still have the juicer in the garage? Rather than just getting the juicer and throwing it away or taking it to a charity shop, I will just obsess about something really strange. But I won't tell anybody until I kind of feel a bit better and then I recognise, what was all that about? What was I obsessing about, the juicer? So I don't know if anybody can relate to that because I haven't actually come across anybody who has gone, oh my God, yeah, I do that. So that'll be interesting. Well, it'll be reassuring if someone writes in or DMs me like, yeah, oh my God, I do the exact same. So please do, please tell me. It'll definitely make me feel a lot better. So there we have it. In a nutshell, my mental health. More will come out as I converse with people. I'm going to be talking to a wide range of nurses, different specialities, different backgrounds, different experiences. We're going to have all met different people ways to different avenues some people i've never met they're just friends of friends or all sorts of things i've got loads booked in i'm so excited to do these recordings and the people that i've already got lined up to record with i can't wait i really hope you all enjoy it cheesy bit now please remember to subscribe rate and review because hopefully i'll find myself on apple podcast soon and then i'll be famous and i won't forget you all And I'll move to New York or Fiji or Bali and I won't have to be a nurse anymore and I'll just live my best life talking shit to myself in the bath with a glass of wine and getting paid for it. That's the plan. That is the end goal. So again, subscribe, rate and review. I cannot wait to launch on the 30th. Thank you so much if you are listening to this ramblings of a crazy nurse. And hopefully, maybe, speak to you soon.